If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Just trying to get to six and six in a bowl game. Mike Garbell and the Knowles already booked a spot in the conference championship game next week. They're thinking CFP. Knowles showing pressure late here, walking up a linebacker. They bring it and they knock Brown down. Akeem Depp draws a flag. It's an ACC crew. Jeff Heiser is the veteran referee. You're a son of a bitch, you know that? It can't be on that. Yeah. What do you see? That was just, that, a, that is that's just, just a football. A that's a play. Yeah, that's a tackle. I can't believe they would have called it on Dents. I think you're just vindictive. Second and goal. Johnson walks in. And the Gators take advantage of that controversial call and draw first blood. Got to make a retreat. It takes a safety. That's it. I've had it with this dump. We got no food, we got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off! Seminoles from the 10. Benson, that's his first positive game after a couple of losses. He rips off 15 to get the drive going. And there they go. One sportsmanlike conduct against number 95. We're spitting. 95 is ejected. We're spitting. You're the lowest form of life on earth. Rodemaker from the pocket does press the ball downfield. On cue, finds Jaheim Bell. The Rodemaker rolls away from the pressure, files near the pylon, reaching and making the catch is Wilson. Benson, Sutter step, muscles in, touchdown, Seminoles. What a drive for this quarterback who needed something good to happen. Now it's time. I love being a Gator. It really does just mean more.
has the football. Runs through tackle. Straight back into the secondary. Play goes into the end zone. And the Nose claim the lead. Benson. First down, still running. Trey Benson. Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Good Monday, one and all. Good to have you on board. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom, Director Matthew in the house as well. And away we go. A, uh, a special edition of the Jeff Cameron Show, one that features an undefeated Florida State University football team. Regular season in the books. Good night, Irene. Regular season. Good night, Florida one team moves on, plays more football. The other gets to sit back and analyze a 5-7 and seven campaign. Meanwhile, Florida State readies themselves for the ACC championship, now 12-0. and 0. And, you know, we say this a lot at the start of the season. We can go through the hows and whys and what we think will happen, but the objective is, of course, to win the game. And the Knowles have not lost one. They have not lost a game in over a year. Well, that is something to behold. They have not lost a game in over a year, October of 2022. Winners of 18 straight football games now for Florida State as they head to the ACC championship game. And, of course, they don't all look so pretty now, do they? But they all in the same way, uh, a way in which Florida State is on top. And I think that this team, at the very least, deserves the doff of the cap for grit, for toughness, for overcoming a lot. Now, I will say that uh, we get into these debates about what this Florida State team is, and I think getting lost in that is a mistake because it's okay. Everybody's got an opinion about who they think are the four best teams, five best, ten best, twenty best. We all have our thoughts on who would win, what game win, where, why, how it would happen, neutral field, at home, on the road, doesn't matter. Florida State has won 18 straight of these. They are undefeated. They are bringing in a top four class currently, probably going to do better than that. It's not over yet. They own the state yet again. That is back-to-back years of doing that. And they continue to find ways. It is a tough team both physically and mentally, and they've had to overcome a lot in both those areas. You think about at this point of the season where Florida State is at, and you realize that uh, when we started the year, I think if I had told you that uh, in some of the biggest games of the season, you wouldn't have either one of your starting Offensive tackles, that uh, you'd still win those games? You would not have believed me. If I told you that one of the prized pickups of the offseason in Jaheim Bell would be kind of a shell of himself halfway through the season because of what is clearly a nagging ankle injury, what it appears to be to me, I don't know what the official diagnosis is. He plays every week. He's got a ton of heart, but he's not the guy that you saw breaking tackles and sprinting to the end zone against LSU at the start of the season. There was another gear to him when this all began that's not been present lately. I commend him for playing like I commend all these guys who find a way to get out there if they can. Maurice Smith is ravaged with energy uh, with with uh, uh, injury, and yet he is just continuing 
to suck it up and find a way to fight through and give you everything he has. And we can go on because at various points this year, whether it's Johnny Wilson missing games, whether it's Keon Coleman fighting through and playing through injury despite not having his top gear as well, whether it be Jordan Travis, who, you know, of course, played hurt earlier this year and is now gone for the season. So many guys that you've watched have to go through this and they keep winning games. And it's not always pretty. And that's an affair, that's a fair thing to say. Like I don't get mad when I hear somebody say, well, gosh, they don't they don't look as explosive. They don't look as, as good as they did earlier in the year. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. But you know what they don't do either? They don't lose. They don't lose. They just keep winning. And as evidenced by what was a wild rivalry weekend, it ain't easy to win. I mean, that Auburn team got smoked by more than, what was it, 30 by New Mexico State? The week before playing Alabama. And they have that game won. If not for a miracle on fourth and goal from the 31 in a game that, Those poor fans will certainly never forget. Most of us as college football fans won't forget that ending. But Alabama needed that miracle to win a game against that Auburn team, who's been awful. You saw Washington have to fight like hell to survive, kick a last-second field goal against Washington State, a sub-500 Washington State team going into the game. This is the kind of stuff that you, if if you're an objective fan, you know can happen on rivalry weekend. It's why we thought going into the game in Gainesville that, man, I think this is going to be a second-half game. I feel like Florida State's going to probably be mired in a bit of a of a fight here, partly because the injuries have mounted and Florida State hasn't been as good, but largely because obviously Jordan Travis wasn't going to start the game and you didn't know what you were going to get from Tate. I thought Tate would play better than he did. He did not. Survived it. Found his composure in key moments really led a critical drive. That 90-yard drive is the drive. Now all of a sudden, okay, you've got some things that are working. You've discovered you can do this. You can get first downs. You can put together a drive. You can make throws. You can find spots in a defense that has been apt to give it up. I thought getting to halftime at 12-7 with all the things that had happened to Florida State in the first half on the road in that game, I thought that spelled doom for Florida. I thought they were in trouble. They should have been, and I think they had to have felt this way, up by more. But they weren't. They weren't. And why were they not? Because, again, this Florida State team fights like hell. That is the definition of mental toughness, physical toughness, and being well coached. Mike has instilled in this group a toughness. Again, be it physical or mental or both in this case that is always on display. There are these moments in games, it's happened a lot this year, in particular down the stretch where you're watching and you think, mm, they're, in, they're in a little bit of trouble. They're in a little bit of trouble here. But if you've watched them closely, you've also thought to yourself, just when that voice was telling you, oh man, maybe the dream ends tonight. Maybe the undefeated run is over. Maybe now Florida State finally falls. That other, that other side of you that's watched this toughness on display, that has seen them battle back time and again, that has seen them win games even when they were outplayed, see the Clemson game, that has seen them find a way even when they don't have access to all of their weapons, even when they're sputtering or struggling on either side of the ball for 
swaths of you know t- game that has you really worried that it's in the balance in the moment. They have always found a way to bounce back and win. And so that halftime moment, Tom, I thought, you know what? Florida's in trouble. They should be up by two scores. They've had everything go right that could, including the worst call on a roughing penalty in a year in which I've unfortunately had to document so many in both pro and college football. And yet, Florida State overcame that too. And that was as egregious as it gets. And uh, I... Jeff Heiser can go to hell. I, I I can't fathom that that guy should ever be a part of another game that is officiated involving Florida State. Really, the ACC has to take a look at his incompetence because I don't think it's vindictive. I just think he's incompetent. There's nobody that watches that play. Nobody on earth. You could see the other officials didn't think it was roughing. They knew it wasn't. You could see they're almost embarrassed. They're a little sheepish. They're like, uh, Jesus, Jeff, uh, what do you what do you think you got there? I mean, that was the look the one official gave him when he came over to consult him. Like, uh, are you sure? Like. What'd you see? I didn't see here. None of us saw it, Jeff. That was as egregious as it gets. And Mike rightfully lost his mind, but then gathered himself. As an aside, I will tell you, I, I don't have it in me. I would have been thrown out of the game. That have been thrown out of the game. There's that 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 is so bad. It also affects the game. It affects the game. It impacts the game massively. And in a stretch where you're, you're you know you're, you're clawing, you're fighting. The only touchdown you give up is that one. Well, it's it's illegitimate. The only touchdown you surrender in the game is illegitimate. And it's in, and if you're talking about building to a place where Florida State's at now, where again, you find ways to win games even when things are going poorly. Find ways to win games when your personnel is decimated by injury. You find ways to win games when you don't play well. You find win, ways to win games on the road in hostile environments. You find ways to win 18 straight games. Well, for a little perspective. We know how difficult it is to build to a place where that is the kind of toughness you have, where that is the kind of skill and talent and hard work and mental toughness and coaching that you have. If you don't believe me, look at the other sideline. As undisciplined as Florida was in critical moments, when you have a, a player like Jamari Lyons spitting on a player, uh, when you have the interaction that we saw on the sideline, with one of their players and a coach, uh, when when it begins to fall apart, what do you do to overcome in those moments? Well, Florida State, well, they win games. That's what they do. They they overcome those setbacks and frustrations and emotional outbursts if they have them or whatever it might be. Whereas Florida is now under two seasons with Billy Napier, eleven and fourteen. They lost seven games a year ago after the bowl. Six and seven is what they were. They've now lost seven regular season games, including five straight. So. They should be used to losing seven games. In fact, if you go back three years, they lost seven games, but Billy wasn't there for that. So that'd be back-to-back-to-back seven loss seasons, and yet members of their media are crying on camera. That they are. But they should be accustomed to seven losses. I don't understand. Why was he shocked? Three straight for the first time since the highway system, the interstate highway system. (laughs) Outstanding. Um, So, you know, they've got, luckily, a very long offseason to evaluate their situation. They won't get distracted by going to lose a bowl game in which they kick a meaningless field goal at the end, losing by a 1,000. They'll have time to think it over instead of contemplating what that meant. Well, remember, Florida's not into moral victories. Kirk Herbstreet, week one, Utah. So that is a thing of beauty. 
and uh, so is the win streak, and so is Florida State's situation as they go off to the ACC championship game in Charlotte. I will be there. Many members of the staff at War Chant will be there to have it covered for you. I look forward to it. Should be uh, a little chilly, maybe a little soggy, at least early in the week is the projection. Uh, we'll we'll get together. We'll we'll tell you what's going to go on while we're there and our coverage and have a good time with doing that as well. But I, I'm just going to be excited to be back in Charlotte, where we started the year, Tom, where uh, Florida State was forever catching strays from random uh, writers and, and bloggers and, uh, and and podcasters about the uh, arrogance it displayed uh, for uh, expressing its concerns about the financial viability of a conference that cannot compete moving forward at. Uh, the losses in the financial column uh, that they will endure. Well, those bloggers are just killing time before basketball season and before the paycheck comes through for 30 cents on the dollar. But sure, yeah. So now you go there and, you know, I I figure this too will be a hard-fought game. I think that uh, in spite of what happened with Louisville losing to Kentucky and, again, rivalry games – are bizarre, uh, and and there were none better than you, know, you go through and look at how fortunate we were as college football fans. Uh, week thirteen with all of the rivalry games, it's rare that you have this many live up to them. I mean, that was and so I already mentioned twenty seven twenty four Alabama Auburn and one of the craziest endings to any football game you'll ever see. And I was telling Matthew before we started the show. I'm a grown-up these days. I've got two kids. Uh, one's in high school. One's in eighth grade. I've got a lot of responsibilities. I don't cry over football games anymore. I don't get choked up over uh, a win or a loss in a baseball game or a basketball game or a football game. I'm still passionate. And I still care. Kermit Whitfield, though, gave a little bit of a misty uh, eye. Well, I was happy for you. Uh, yeah, me too. And so, uh, Whitfield. Yeah, that was an amazing moment. And I still am. Uh, stirred i'm still moved emotionally but the results of games yeah. don't traditionally leave me in tears i can get uh weepy whereas in some ways as you get older you are more emotional i joked uh, several years ago when i reached my 40s that you know if i hear a a touching commercial i can get teared up at the red light but but i don't for the results of games why do i bring any of this up well I, I kind of bring it up because if at the end of the Alabama-Auburn game when the camera panned to the stands and there were grown-ups, albeit young men and women, in tears, I thought, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Fourth and 31 <laughs> might Fourth do it to you. You might have got me on that one. You might have caught a misty-eyed Cameron in the stands if that was Florida State having a terrible season and in position to pull off an upset that certainly a 31-point loss to New Mexico State the week before did not portend of. And then here you are against your most hated rival to knock them out of the college football playoff uh, completely. It was zero chance at that point. And you've got the game won. You've done everything you could possibly do. And then somehow, some way that happened. You might have got me teared up in that moment. I'll tell you, though, I'm, I'm confused because what you're telling me about how that game finished and how fluky it was doesn't jive with how I feel it's being presented as though it's just some monumental triumph over a rival, just like Washington had a monumental triumph over a rival in the Apple Cup, just like Georgia really manhandled Georgia Tech cover, easy cover over the Yellow Jackets versus what we did, which was barely escape. Once again, barely escape, unimpressive. Yeah unworthy of the college football playoff. I find it interesting 
that you describe those events that way because I, based upon the way I, I've been consuming things about what happened this weekend, I don't believe you. I don't believe what you're saying is accurate. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know that I've paid close enough attention to that. I feel like it. I've said all along if Florida State wins out, they're in, and they are. So it's not going to matter. Oh, that's correct. I mean, they're in if they went out. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, but I, I, I do think, like, I haven't heard anybody describe the Washington win over Washington State over Washington State as a good win. No, what you, I mean, what you, it's, it's crickets about that. It's indifference about that. It's silence. Yeah. And yeah. for Florida State, it is elevated. The yeah. discourse is elevated for Florida State, even though the circumstances are quite different and Florida State's win more impressive. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I think I think what it is too, partly is again everybody knows how good it's a testament. If I'm going to play devil's advocate, I will tell you. And Florida State's in; it doesn't matter. I don't care what pundit says, whatever they want to say. Florida State's in if they go undefeated. That's all there is to it. That's it. That's all. It's a game that they're playing over there for ratings. What 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 I do think does happen is it's a testament to how how good people thought Florida State was with Jordan Travis and how little they think of that now because Tate didn't look good. There's no, there's no getting around that. He looked, yeah. he, he looked, he looked absolutely like a deer in headlights, and and that's unfortunate. He looked like Michael Penix has several times this year, in fact. Yeah, Penix hasn't looked that bad as of late. But the the point would be Arizona State. That was a while back. Now I will say that again. <laughs> it happened. It did happen. It did happen. Um, yeah, other teams play bad games. We're objective, able to say that. I I I think we all know that. Four states looked like ass several times this year, and so has everybody else. Um, I I just think Florida put it on Arizona State. Florida did. Florida would put oh, it on Arizona State. Perhaps I don't know that that's true. You're giving Florida a lot of credit. I I I will say that again. The the fear that we have about how Tate would play kind of materialized a little bit there. I think there's a real good version of Tate, and it wasn't that one. That's out there. It's in him, and I hope that that game brings it out because you can now. Focus in on things that he does well. Learn from the things he didn't, and kind of come into to listen. I'm going to go back to something I'm going to say over and over again. I, it's remarkable that Florida State continues to win these games. This is a testament to how well coached and how tough they are, and how committed they are to each other, and fighting through the full 60 minutes of football games. Because again, they are not who they were when they played LSU. Florida State is all beat to hell. And you've got dudes playing through some things. I don't think our, I, we're not allowed to talk extensively about this, but there's evidence, there's surface level evidence when you don't have either starting tackle for the vast majority of these games. And when they do play, they're hardly 100%. And when your center is forever fighting like hell just to stay in the game and he's a shell of himself, that's objectively speaking. Watch Maurice when he's healthy compared to when he's not. You don't see anything close to what. He was in the games in which he was healthy earlier this year or last year. So you've got three critical spots on the offensive line that are either with devoid of the player that's supposed to start there or one that is playing there in spite of the fact that he's 60%. My guess, don't know what, he, what the doctor would tell you he is. He just doesn't look anything close to what we've seen him capable of being. And then Shaheem is, I mean, Jaheem, you can tell, is absolutely hampered with that angle. Every time he makes a catch, he comes up limping. And it's so, I mean, he's clearly not right. You've got nothing out of Marquiston Douglas the entire second half of the season, really. I mean, other than the one-trick play against Pitt. But you really, nothing, nothing from him. And we thought coming out of camp he was going to be great. He, he got was passed great up. in camp. Yeah, he got passed over by Morlock and really has been kind of a up and down. Uh, obviously, Jordan is out. And I think was playing through some stuff earlier this year and wouldn't run. 
And then you look, you, you can go on, on and on and on. Games without Johnny Wilson, games with an injured Keon, and so forth. Destin Hill, we have any, him and Hakeem Williams, where are they at? Where are they at? By the way, those guys were all trending yeah. to be very good at this point in the year. They can't see the field because they're hurt. Soft tissue injuries. Remember the uh, the Jimbo quote? Soft yeah. tissue injuries are down 86%. <laughs> well, they're up 175% it's, this year. The injury luck that has befell this offense. It's ridiculous. This offense is unreal. And then you had a flu game on top of that. Correct. I think every team goes through one flu game a year because you're in close quarters, but sweet Jesus. I mean, it just adds to the fire. Now, the point I'm making is I don't care about whether or not they're playing anywhere as 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 well as they're capable of, like we saw early in the season, or as well as we thought that they would eventually, that would be, that's what they would grow towards, right? They just get better and better and better. That happens when you're healthy. You, you, there's a synergy that builds. You get better and better and better. They really have had to fight and continue to fight to find ways to win games. And I'm sure that affects the way people view what they are because they don't have these moments where they're just running away from people as easily as you think they should. But it's understandable given the amount of offensive players in particular. They've been down each week. What I care more about is that they won all the games. And that has to matter for something. It has to matter. We get into... What is the committee tasked with, if you'd like? Are they tasked with rewarding a season where the games matter, where you say, okay, so this team is 13-0. and I mean, they won the games. That's At the end of the day, it's, it's a good schedule. It's better than some of the other teams that are being mentioned uh, in that top four. So you're like, okay, well, it's right there on par with this schedule and this schedule, and they won all theirs. So at that point, you reward that and you put them in. The games have to mean something. They have to matter. Well, they do. Yeah. Right, they have to, right? Or is it that you just pick the teams you think are the four best right now. Well, I assure you, had we been doing this many moons ago, at the end of the year, Florida State was the best team in the country numerous times. I know it was a different deal back then. This is the flaw of college football. They never really had a good way of deciding who should be playing for these championships. But if we go all the way back to the year in which Florida State lost to Southern Miss and Clemson and then rattled off 10 straight, and everybody in the country would have admitted at the time there was nobody better in the country at that moment than Florida State. But those two losses mattered. You lost to Southern Miss. Sorry, the Brett Favre game happened. You're out because the games have to matter too. And even though I know and you know Florida State's the best team in the country right now, I can't put them in because they did lose those two games. This is, this is the thing where they, you better define your terms very, very clearly, and these games have to matter. So, again, sorry, Ohio State, you lost the game you had to win. You're done. You're out. You have a one in the loss column. And if we're differentiating between the zero and the one, the one loses out. Get the hell out. You're out. Peace. Goodbye. Thanks for playing. And I'm sorry, Georgia, if you somehow fall on your face and lose to that Alabama team, you're out. It's over. Goodbye. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Alabama might be out too. Yes. Yeah. Because you bad. couldn't put them in over Texas. No. And you can't put them in over an undefeated Florida State team. So, Correct. Sorry. You're out. Michigan does what it's supposed to do. Right. Beat Iowa. They'll go undefeated. They're in. And Oregon's in. If it beats Washington. Because it will have a more impressive schedule, yep. and then you would have to compare that and say, okay, well, they're both one-loss teams. Who has the more impressive schedule? Yep. Oregon does. Peace. Thanks. Yeah, the SEC's on some poor footing this week. Yeah. Well, they better hope Georgia wins. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure the entire conference will root for that, too. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and kudos to that, Georgia. I know this is an uber-long first segment, but it deserves to be because it's the end of the regular season. 
kudos to that Georgia team. I know 31-23 is, is unimpressive. They've won 29 consecutive games. That's sole possession of the longest winning streak in SEC history. They passed the two 28-game win streaks that Alabama has had. Uh, one of those was under Bear Bryant ages ago. Uh, the other was under the great Gene Stallings, who I love and will always shout out to. Um, you know, they've tied Michigan, who back from 01 to 03 did it. Miami, 90-92. Florida State, as we well know, 2012 to 2014. And Clemson in 2018-2019. These streaks are hard to come by. They're really hard to accomplish, especially in that conference. Kudos to Georgia. Well, and they almost beat Tech by more points or as many points as we beat Florida by with our backup. <laughs> I mean, so they were close. They were close. But, I mean, none of us are going to say that Georgia shouldn't be in. They should. Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. And they're going to beat Alabama. That was something to behold there on Saturday. But I, it's, it is a flaw of the sport, and it's where you get a little frustrated. It's like years ago I ripped the Heisman, and I said, well, I want – my program, Florida State, to get, have as many Heisman winners as possible because it shines a great light on what you're able to produce in terms of elite talent. Do I think that we objectively ever know who the best player in the country is in a sport like football where you're dependent on everybody else for you to shine? Not really. Is it the best player, the best player on the best team? Is it the best offensive player on the best team? Is it the, Because there have been years where offensive linemen were the best player on a given field week in and week out where they were so dominant that 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 one player made everything else possible within the offense they were that kind of good or a defensive lineman or a middle linebacker or you know or a wide receiver or running back right but so often that's either given to a quarterback it's only given to a quarterback on a winning team a really high level winning team not just a team that goes Eight and four, but a team that dominates. Right, and they might finally again this year, like they did with Lamar. But it's an outlier, and yeah, it has to Jayden be a very. It, yeah. it has to be a very thin field, otherwise. Yeah, it has to be very. Uh, to me, it has to be a thin field, as in there's seven or eight guys that we can compare notes to yeah. here. Like Bo Nix compares nicely, so do a few others, and then you're just gonna say, "Well, listen, man, where the hell would LSU be without that kid?" And that dude per play is ten yards, I think. I mean, he's, he's worth, unbelievable. So he's a human yeah. first down. Every and there, time and there you it. go, a testament to Florida State's defense that somehow, some way, found a way to shut that guy down yep. when they were at their healthiest. Yeah. More impressive than anything yes. Michigan has done this season. More impressive than anything Washington has done this season. And, and admittedly, this is where the complexities of this argument come into play because is Florida State the team that played so well in the second half of that LSU game and shut Jaden Daniels down right now? Are they that team? Well, they are defensively. They're not offensively. It's a good thing we had this defense this year, though. <laughs> it is. For real. It is. And in the second half of that game, Saturday night, complete dominance over Florida's offense. And we can go through the yards per play and everything else that you want to look at in that second half, and it is abysmal for Florida. Once Florida State got a handle on what Florida was doing, and once Florida State got out from under the shadow of their own goalposts, and once Max the game Brown changed. stopped uh, dropping dimes into NFL-sized you know windows from 25, 30 two, yards two away. Incredible throws! I'm like, those may be the two best throws I've ever seen. Really, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do that out here tonight? It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry, I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, 
And what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. And Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Honestly, though, I will say, and I was starting to talk about this in the opening segment, but when you get this late in the year and you realize how precious few uh, the games uh, that remain are, like you don't, you don't have many more opportunities to take in the sport that you love most, you just hope. Now, obviously, first things first, you hope Florida State beats Florida because F Florida. And so you start with that. That's how your day begins. You open your eyes thinking that. Screw Florida. You wake up before you've even poured your first coffee of the day. You're like, oh, we get to beat Florida's ass today. This is going to be a good day. Now, that's that's hard on Saturday because it's a 7 o'clock game. It was interminable. Yeah. And you and I, have to, we're doing the pregame show at 6, and I'm like, man, it's going to be forever even until, until we get to the pregame show. Longest 45 to 50-minute pregame show we've ever done. <laughs> And so all that's on your mind. But you realize you have the privilege as a hardcore college football fan. I get taken a lot of other games at least. I'm going to try to make the best of this. So even though we don't play until 7 and I kind of wish we kicked off at noon because I just want to see us play and get it out of the way. Fine. I'll compartmentalize. Got it. I'll put Florida State over here out of my mind for now. Although every few minutes, just a, a quick fleeting F Florida crosses your mind. Got it. Me too. Every now and then a buddy sends a text on game day, something akin to F Florida, and you respond, yes, indeed, always, and forevermore. And these are the kinds of things that go on throughout your day. Meanwhile, you're consuming all the other football, and you're like, all right, let's take a look at everybody else. Let's see what's what's what. And I thought all day, like, oh, I just want to see good games. Give me great games. Sure, there are some things that could play out that would benefit Florida State that I'd like to see, but for the most part, I don't think they're going to happen. So let me just, like I thought, you know, we already knew Oregon had killed Oregon State. So that was back here. You thought, yeah, maybe Washington State gives Washington a game, which they did. And you kind of thought, well, maybe, I don't know. I mean, you know, somebody's getting eliminated. You know, Michigan or Ohio State is out after this because the Big Ten is so terrible. I mean, let's, can we just say that? Stop talking like the Big Ten's any good. There's two good teams in that entire league. That's it. That's all, two. And I wonder how good they are. I think they're pretty good. But the point is, doesn't matter. It's the first semblance of an offense I either saw, either defense saw. And after a good start, it got kind of ugly there. Well, yeah, because I think both are good defenses. But it doesn't really matter because we don't know. From every week, you just sit around and watch. You're like, oh, well, they're not going to get tested against Purdue. I mean, hell, the other side, the other side of the ledger is that Iowa offensively challenged Iowa, who somehow once again 
went under the total of 24? We're going to start having totals in Iowa games of six, and I'll be tentative about going over. It's always the under. Yeah, I think uh, this weekend's final will be 17 to six. 17 to six for your Big Ten champion, Michigan Wolverines. Mm, I have a feeling I you have to move the ball some if you're Iowa, or you really risk getting boat raced here. That is being boat raced. No, I against think, Iowa. I I know, but I they may lose by 30. That, that's you got to you got to get out from under the shadow of your goalpost. You got to do this. You're gonna get worn down. Anyhow, so as I sat down to watch Michigan Ohio State, while I might take issue with that being called the game. And that's fine, whatever. I'm sure if I were from that area of the country, I'd roll my eyes at other rivalries too. We all do this. But that's my mindset as I sat down. I said, give me a good game. Well, we got one. It's a great game. Great game. 30-24, best you could ask for. Good football game. Well played. Enjoyed it. You get 24-21 Washington, Washington State. Hell, if you stayed up and watched the snow and you enjoyed Iowa State, Kansas State, that game was awesome. 42-35 in a blizzard. Really fun game to watch. I didn't happen to catch a lot of Old Dominion in Georgia State. Wish I would have. 25-24. Great effing football game right there. Rivalry weekend is killing it. On and on we go. Oklahoma State having to go to two overtimes against BYU. 40-34. Another great game. Tom, I know you were locked in on Syracuse Wake. 35-31. Incredible football game. I didn't have any energy left to do the pregame show. (laughs) This is unbelievable. This is this made my day. Southern and Grambling, 27-22. Mm. Utah State, New Mexico, 44-41. Overtime, two overtimes. Incredible. Kentucky, Louisville, 38-31. Mm. Crazy game. Mm-mm-mm. By the way, Kentucky had lost five of six. Louisville at home is a different animal. Kentucky goes on a 24-7 run in the final 17 minutes to win that game by a touchdown. Jesus, Jeff Brom and Louisville, get it together. No, no, no. One more week. You, you stay. No, I'm not saying this yeah. upcoming. I'm just, come on, man. And it's year one. He's done a great job. But, God, that's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. Jack Harlow must have been in tears. Tired of that guy getting camera time over and over again. Talentless. Uh, then you have Florida State, Florida, 24-15 which um, was probably a tough watch for a lot of people. We were riveted, especially after that call, <laughs> that, that that impossibly bad call. Oh, the world saw that before they got bored. You know, they, they all saw that call. Ridiculous. My God. But my point would be we got a million really fun games. Hell, it turned out that Georgia, Georgia Tech was a good game. Northwestern and Illinois. Didn't watch a second of it. I should. 45, 4 to th- 43. Where'd that come from? Woo! So, enjoyed it. And I'm way behind on all of this. I'm sure I have. I have not checked the chat yet, but I just heard a woo loud and clear. So, let me go back here and check it out. James B., Jeff, my brother. And I thought that Norvell was holding Tate back a little in the first half. I assumed it was to keep him from making those errant passes you and Tom mentioned last week. His greatest strength is throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, I, listen, I think it's funny. When we did the pregame show, some, thanks, James B. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it very, very much. Uh, and I'll get to you, Seth, and Dave here in a second. When we did the pregame show, we got into a little bit of a conversation because some people asked, and I've seen it asked since. Like, w- 
at what point would Mike want to turn to a true freshman who missed a big chunk of the season and missed practice after practice with that injury in Brock Glenn? Now, Brock Glenn is very promising, and I would not be surprised at all if Brock Glenn was your starter next year. I wouldn't be. But the, the fact remains, he has missed a ton of reps because, unfortunately, he got hurt early. So as quickly as he ascended to the second string or 2B, as opposed to 2A, Tate's always been 2A, but 2B, he was right there. As quickly as he ascended is as quickly as he fell off, not because of anything he did wrong, but because of the injury. If you're not getting reps over and over and over again as a freshman trying to prove yourself, it is awfully difficult to get to a place where a coach can feel like in that moment, while your defense is playing well and you're on the road at the swamp at night and adversity is hit, can I turn to this kid now? Maybe, maybe, but you'd have to be very desperate. I think Florida would have had to score again before you would have said, okay, you know what? Tate's not there. It's not happening. I see the faraway look in his eyes. I'm going to make a play. I'm going to, I'm going to make a move here. I don't think he wants to do that. And I think Mike's patience was rewarded. I think he calmed him down. The 90-yard drive was absolutely huge. The ability to put that together, that two-minute drive, that is a huge deal. I think he was playing for his job at that point, though, because Tate was, yes. Tate was because it's off of the safety. So the previous drive was the safety. Thankfully, Napier calls a triple flea flicker thing that, that helps when they were in plus territory yeah. to short-circuit that. Start at your own 10-yard line. If he has the faraway look again, because there's no excuse for the safety. Like, that is the big mistake. He didn't make it with his arm. Yeah. He made it with... Everybody was, saw that they're, they're bringing you, pressure. You, you know see they're coming. bringing pressure. Yeah, you got to go hot there. Yeah. Right. We can't wait. The time is now. Yeah. And yeah. if you're on your own 35-yard line, it's third and 16 or something like that, and you take a sack, all right, you're in your end zone, and you know that. And, and I think there's a part of us that really want to usher... Tate along as though he's in a super fragile box with tissue paper. We want to make sure he gets there safely. And it's like part of it's true. It's the swamp. It's your first real start. You had one a few years ago. This is your first real yeah, start. Yeah, this is your first real start, yeah. But you've been in the program forever. Yeah, he's got to play better, man. He did not play well. Yeah, there, you've been no eligible to vote for yeah, like five years. No, no, All right, no, so yeah. I'm, I'm with you on this. At some point. I'm with you on this, but I don't think you have a viable option right now. I agree, but if he gives you the faraway stare on the drive that turns into the 90-yard drive, and it it's answered. He makes throws. He's forced to yeah. in third and longs. Yeah, he and makes some big throws. throw to Jaheim on a second and That's, 10. Yes, yes. Like So he makes it, and it's it's a moot point by halftime, I grant you. But if he gives you that, I, I, I'm I don't not know processing. where I am. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah, where yeah, I yeah. am, look, after that drive. Florida has the ball with a minute and a half to go, and you're down 12 to nothing, and you hope that you make one more stop. I think at halftime you might have to make the switch. Thankfully, it never comes to that. I That's think if, if it's 12 to nothing and a half, he would not have made the switch, is my opinion. I don't think he would have. I think they would have maybe even simplified it more and said, okay, these are the throws. You're gonna, I'm going to ask you to make five throws. But the point is, Tate did what the team did, which is, okay, you've used up eight of your lives. Let's see how you do with the ninth. And he made a count. Yeah, he made a count. And, and so he gets credit for that. But this has got to be a, a, a very productive week. He's got to be better this week, and they have got to figure out what he's comfortable with. But they got to be better around him, too. It's not like that was all on Tate. You have three plays in the first quarter, one of which yeah. is Trey just going AWOL. Yeah, that's a middle school run. And Mike said it in the postgame that there was video leaked of his postgame thing. He was pissed off about that run, but just before he hands the hammer to Trey to hit the rock. I was pissed off by that first run. Well, he and put then you, you got in an impossible Lawrence in there who found the minimum amount in the second drive. Yeah. There's, there's a promising play there on the ground. Yeah. And you come away with one? Like, there's 10 there. 
and you've got drops and you've got I mean you've got issues with the sideline where I get it it's on Tate in a sense in a big time sense to not take a delay of game but you know Mike you can spend a time out in that moment protect him You've got to know it's the swamp. So you're being failed in a lot of different ways. Keon can catch a punt. You're inside your own five all the damn time. Mm -hmm. He does in the second half. He makes play. And he makes a huge play. But you're being failed by a lot of guys around you. So I don't want to say it's all on tape, but at some point, the, the safety happens, and that is on you. Yeah. Oh, and no, you no, do no, look no, lost. No, no. He, he's, he's given us ample uh, opportunities to point out that he struggles sometimes. I mean, Tate has really struggled. I mean, he's only ever really had those that great second half against Louisville. That, that, so is it between a rock and a hard place? Yes, absolutely it is. But I don't have the luxury of time if I'm Mike Norvell. I've got to find a way tonight. And I think he was on the brink. Personally, I think he was on the brink. Thankfully, Tate responded. And we'll never know. We didn't have to know. And Florida State won the game, covered. Win a, win's going away. Win's going away. It was a laugher. I, I will tell you, uh, anytime they line up to run duo and they've just decided this is the get you some, here it comes. And I, I, a, that's the best jump cut since Carlos Williams. Smooth. That's it's ridiculous. He that jump cut is 15 yards. It's like the silliest thing I've ever seen. Who does that? It's the sweetest of cherries on top because you already have the first down before he makes. Yes, it. Yes, because he makes the safety look silly, and then it's yeah. just get you. So, I'm on roller skates. Check it. He should be praised for that too. It was pointed uh, out on the broadcast. We don't like when he's timid at times, but it was patience he that was did patient serve him there. well, well on two key runs. You have to be when you run that. Yeah. I mean, you've got no, a lot. There's a lot going on. I hear there. you. And he, look, we were talking about boom and bust with Tate. I've said this a few times now on different broadcasts, but Trey was the boom or bust player. Yeah. Trey was. Yeah. That first half, he makes two runs, two decisions on runs that make no sense whatsoever. And you, sir, this is a night where you need to elevate your quarterback and pick him up. You're doing the exact opposite. Yeah, but I'm going to point out, and I'm going to continue to talk about how beat up this team is because I think it really shows up with the inconsistencies of the offense. They don't block it up real well, and they don't have their starters. They don't, and many of the starters that they do have are compromised. It, it is, it's hard to watch right now. It is. It's hard to watch. They keep winning games, and that's all I'm going to focus on is they keep winning games because that is the proof in the pudding that they are tough sons of bitches. They don't have everything in their arsenal. They don't have it. They can't do it. And that includes their starting quarterback. They just don't. And they find ways to hang in there and take advantage of opportunities when they get them. And that's the positive for Tate is that now that you've been, it's not going to get as adverse as that situation ever again. At least not, at least not in terms of environment. Correct. Which is a force multiplier. And well, and I would like to think that we're not, we're going to have more than three plays in a quarter. You warm up. You, you run three plays, one throw in about an hour and 15 minutes. I think my text to you was, good to see us have the ball for 30 <laughs> seconds in the first quarter. <laughs> Ali. You know, people are saying uh, Tate hate. No, it's an honest assessment. Do you think he did nothing wrong? Did Tate do absolutely oh, nothing wrong on Saturday? Who, but but he, here's the thing, is he did what was necessary. He made big-time throws when he had to, and you hope that it's a launching point for confidence well, for this weekend. When you talk about where – Florida State's offense is at, you have to assess the whole thing. There are things that, that you really like about it, and there are things that, I mean, clearly we're lacking. I mean, the numbers alone tell you that this isn't the same offense that we saw yeah. earlier in the year or even the last – I mean, goodness gracious, at one point we were being outgained like 180-something to like six. 
that that sorry guys that ain't gonna get it done i mean you've got problems on your hands there but they once again overcame that so you've got to point all those things out from there the gators had like 25 30 oh, it's yards beautiful yeah the yeah. adjustments are great i'll get into that defense in a bit jeff cameron 93.3 real talk radio and war chant tv ah mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Yeah, ultra short, one minute here. Uh, ACC finishes the year with a winning record against the SEC. That's nice, I think. What are we up to, 12 ACC teams bowl eligible? Is that right? It was at least 11, yeah. It's a ton, yeah. I got to go back and double-check that. I think that uh, we're right there. Uh, You know, listen, it's going to be a fun bowl season for the league. I don't care about the league. I only care about us. But at least they'll have that. Maybe it's the last time we ever note that because we're like, well, it doesn't matter. We're not in that league anymore. Would have been nice to be able to roll that out in the post-game show, right? Mm. So the last eight possessions for Florida, we were, you know, commending this defense as we should. Let me get the comment out before the music starts. Florida had three points the last one, two, three, eight possessions. That'll work. Five punts in there. Oh, bunch of three and outs. Hour number two, forthcoming. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.